Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving week to all of you and those of you uh, that are watching at home. Uh, it's great to, to be able to worship the Lord in this, this glorious week of Thanksgiving. We're gonna do a Thanksgiving worship set for you today and there's, uh, everything's about Thanksgiving and being thankful to God, right? Being thankful for what he does for us. And uh, let's start out with a, a really nice song that we came, I came across here. God, we give you thanks. If you're at home, just kind of stand up with me as we worship the Lord. Oh 
It's great to be thankful for the Lord, right? Just to, just to be thankful for what He's done for us and, and to look back at this week in a way that we can just look to God to fill us. Because you know, there's a lot that we, can, that we can worry about, right? That's happening and about jobs and, and COVID and all the things. But you know, just, just give this week a chance to just worship the Lord and, and, and just open it up that you may be able to be so ultimately thankful for what he's done for us. I, and, I, and I think that's absolutely what we need to all, all do. This next one is another really great Thanksgiving song that uh, I came across, and uh, it's called Jesus, Thank You. And uh, let, me, let me start it up for you. home just kind of think about what the God has done for you your blood's washed away our sin Jesus thank you Father's wrath completely satisfied Jesus thank you you're not my enemy and you're seated at your table Jesus thank Your blood has washed away my sin, Jesus, thank you. Father's wrath completely satisfied, Jesus, thank you. Once my enemy, he's now seated at your table, Jesus, thank you. The mystery, the cross, that I can't comprehend The agonies on Calvary Your perfect Holy One Crushed your song We drank the bitter cup reserved for me oh, The blood has washed away my sin Jesus, thank you for the trap be satisfied. Jesus, thank you. Ah, once my enemy seated at your table. Jesus, thank you. Your blood has washed away my sin. Jesus, thank you. Father's wrath completely satisfied. Jesus, thank you. Once our enemy, he's now seated at your table. Jesus, thank you. By the perfect sacrifice that's brought near. Your enemy has made my friend. Oh, pouring out the riches of your glorious grace. Your mercy and your kindness has no end. Oh, your blood has washed away my sin. Jesus, thank you. 
seated at your table, Jesus, thank you. Here we go. Once my enemy, he's now seated at your table, Jesus, thank, thank you. Amen. I was just commenting that with our music here, it's always never windy. And as soon as the worship service starts, the wind starts. So if I'm running after music, just bear with me. We're trying to keep it in place. <laughs> anyway, what a, what a glorious day we have today. We have sunshine. We have a wonderful congregation here. We have you at home. Thank you for, for being here on Facebook and YouTube. We really appreciate it. Uh, we, we've got one more final worship song before we pick Charles up. This is a, a song that I came across from Casting Crowns. It was a band back from the 90s, a really, really terrific uh, worship band from the 90s. And let me, let me put that one on for you. One day will be a glorious day when we meet our Maker, right? It's going to be a glorious, glorious time. We're going to be so thankful of that. One day when heaven is filled with our praises, one day when sin is black as can be, Jesus came forth. Born of a virgin, dwelt among men, an example is he. Word became flesh, light shined among us, his glory revealed. Here we go now. Glory and love, dying he saved buried he carried my sins far away, rising he just. Freely forever One day he's coming It'll be a glorious day It's a glorious day One day when he comes it'll be a glorious day it Sure will be One day they led Up on a mountain Bearing our sins, Redeemer is He. And held the nations stretched out on a tree. He took it all for me. All I love, dying He saved me. Buried He carried my sin far away. Rising He justified.
one day he's coming oh, a glorious day living he loved dying he saved me buried he carried my sins far away rising he justified Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sin far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. One day he's coming. Oh, what a glorious day! What a glorious day! It's not going to be a glorious day. Give me a hand because it's going to be a glorious day, right? Oh, glorious day. What a glorious day. Oh, what a glorious day. Amen. All right, Charles is going to come up and do some announcements for us. Hello, everybody. Everyone's distracted right now because there's huge balloons in the parking lot. If you don't know, it's my dad's 70th birthday today. 70, the big 7-0. I was uh, telling him just how thankful we are of him. My dad says, Viva la Jesus, if you can't hear that at home. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so we're excited. I was just thanking my dad yesterday. I called him yesterday and said, I know I'm probably going to forget to tell you today, but I'm just so thankful for everything that you do, Dad, and so I appreciate you. Um, so if you get a chance, tell him that you appreciate him today as well. Uh, okay, so uh, I am so thankful. Today we are celebrating Thanksgiving. I'm so thankful to God that we're able to meet together as a church and that he's doing great things. There's so many, you know, we don't get a chance to communicate with each other, but I'm telling you there's a lot of really awesome things going on in our church behind the scenes with the youth, uh, just a lot of people really coming to a closer relationship with God, so we're really excited about that. And we're going to have some testimonies today for everybody uh, so you can hear a little bit about what's been going on in our church, even though we're not able to talk and communicate. Um, on a regular basis. Okay, so today the elementary and the toddlers, Margaret is going to be teaching on all of my future, uh, talking about how we need to give our entire future over to God, not just our past and our present. So that's going to be really exciting. And she's going to be coming. I don't want to spoil it, but she's got a really great character that she's going to be um, teaching the kids today as. So uh, definitely tune in for that today at 1230 on Facebook. The youth and young adults, Sully and Karen, are going to be teaching on nothing to lose, all right? We've got nothing to lose, all right? So we've got to live our life like we've got nothing to lose. And they're going to be playing a fun game, so you're not going to want to miss that. They're going to be doing it on camera, so I think the youth and young adults will enjoy that. Today is the last day to turn in your boxes for Operation Christmas Child. Um, just put them on that table over there, and then we're going to load them up into my dad's car, and we're going to drop them off either today or tomorrow morning. Um, so if you still have a box and you don't have it with you today and you want to get it to us, uh, 
talk to my dad, and uh, we can let you know where you can drop them off tomorrow morning, or uh, maybe if you can get them to him in time, you know, he can, uh, he can uh, uh, make sure that, you, you know, you're able to get it to him before we drop it off. Uh, then also just a reminder, personal time with Pastor. My mom and dad are still here every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 to 2 for prayer. If you need healing, if you have questions about the Bible, you're like, I don't know, my son or daughter is going crazy. I need help. What do you suggest? Can you pray with me? Whatever it is, my pinky hurts, okay? Lord, please um, help me with uh, you know healing for your pinky, whatever it is. My parents are here for you 10 to 2 on Tuesday and Thursday, and they might just give you a tour of the upstairs. They've been doing a lot of renovations, a lot of painting, new furniture. It's really quite nice up there. Uh, okay, uh, then Christmas. We have Christmas coming up on December 20th. We're going to have a program here on the lawn. Uh, Ron is going to be singing some awesome Christmas songs for us, and we're going to have Bible characters here. Uh, similar to what we did last year, we're going to be interviewing them about what it was like to be a part of the Christmas story, to be a part of the birth of Jesus. So it's going to be musical, there's, it's going to be fun, it's going to be biblical, uh, so you're not going to want to miss that. It's just a way that we can still celebrate the birth of Jesus, even though we're in the middle of this pandemic, and we can still be thankful, like we are today, for the birth of our Son, Jesus, for the Son of God, Jesus. Uh, and then lastly, the offering, you can put your offering in that red box over there. Uh, you can go online to uh, New Heart, N-E-W-H-E-A-R-T, the number 4-Y-O-U.com, slash give, dash online to give your tithes or offerings. Or you can mail a check to 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. And so now we're going to have a bunch of testimonies for you. Praise the Lord. This is the most exciting part of being in ministry, to see you get blessed, to see God work in your lives. And, you know, we talk about how good God is, but when you actually feel it, experience it, and know that it's happening in your life, oh, what a joy it is. So we're going to have some testimonies on healing. We're going to have a testimony on uh, life restoration. We're going to have some uh, a testimony on financial protection and salvation. Amen. The whole Bible. So first, we're going to have Sister Gina come and talk to us. You could take your, your mask off. Now I'll stand. Yeah, I'll stand away from you. Cut right there. Right there. So Sister Gina. Yeah. Hi. You can take it down. I'll take it all the way down. You see your pretty face. Okay, okay. look into the camera here. Okay. Say, say hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so now you've been making use of coming to the church on Tuesdays for healing in your body. Is that right? Yes, yes. And I'm so thankful that you are o available to us on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So you should come. And I was having a little issue with my foot not too long ago, my, my left foot. And it was giving me problems when I would walk. And I love to walk. And I don't know, devil, you're not going to stop me from walking. But I knew where to come. I knew where to come to my church and get prayer. And Pastor Chuck and Char Pastor Charlie, they prayed for me, laid hands on my foot, and I started to feel better. But now I'm feeling better, better. I can move around, <laughs> jump around. So I'm doing good. So praise God for that. I know he's my healer, and I thank you for your prayers. Amen. You do, and that you're available to us here, too. And your daughter. And my daughter, too. My, uh, my love of my life. My daughter was having some issues with 
um, uh, her head, uh, headaches, migraine headaches. And those of you who know how migraine headaches are, they're really awful. And she was having an issue with her head. And I said, you know, Pastor, J uh, Pastor Chuck does pray at the church on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You should just come by and get some prayer. I know God will meet you here. This is holy ground here. So, uh, <laughs> so, I, so Pastor Chuck says, uh, we'll, I'll call her right now. Let's call her right now. I said, okay, so she's available. So she took the call. Pastor, excuse me, Pastor Chuck prayed. And she said she felt like a, a, a wind of, of just coming over her real quick. And the headache went away. So praise God, that was like a week ago or two. She's doing fine. And she's, and she's healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, I think uh, if Jesus had a cell phone, you know, in his time, he could have ro rose Lazarus from the dead by just calling <laughs> and saying, a text. come out. Because <laughs> there's no distance in prayer. Amen. Wherever. So you could do it by coming here or you could call on the phone. God will meet you where you're at. Praise God. Jesus All right. Amen. Sister Bindi's going to come and talk to us about how she's had a family restoration in her family, how God has been good to uh, her, her son, her daughter. So come on down, Sister Misty, Sister Bindi. You can take your mask down and step on this black square here. Nothing will fall and hit you. Just stand right there on that black thing. Stay right there. Yeah, there you go. Hi, good morning. Take a step forward. There you go. Talk to the people. What's been happening? How has how God worked in your life this year? You know what? As much as the pandemic was kind of a horrible thing and a weird, we're all in a weird situation this year, it actually was a blessing for me and my family. Talk loud. Uh, the pandemic, the uh, quarantine time was actually a blessing for myself and my family. Uh, first of all, it gave me plenty of time and opportunity to reiterate what the Lord says in the word to my children. Um, I was always too busy. We were always too busy. There was always schedules that uh, just did not, were not able to meet. And during quarantine time, it brought my children closer to the Lord. And it was a time that we really, really needed this. Um, the other thing is... I learned how to forgive. I've never been able to learn how to forgive. One day I was driving, I was praying, I was singing worship music songs, and all of a sudden it was this glorious relief and it was just joy and heartfelt and praise and the Holy Spirit was in the car. I actually called pastor and told him the Holy Spirit said to say hi to him and that he loved him. And he was sitting in the passenger side with me so um, during this quarantine time, it really has been a blessing. It's brought my family closer to the Lord, my children closer to the Lord. It's given me more time to read to them, to explain to them. And um, my son is now watching <laughs> the, the reruns of, of our church sermon. And that's what I'm very thankful for. And I'm thankful for all of you and my church family, because I've never had a church family before. And even with the quarantine, I just love seeing you guys out here on Sundays. And um, thank you. Thank you very much. Amen. Now, I was supposed to ask her a bunch of questions, but I only asked her one question, and she had, you did good. I didn't need to prompt you at all. Now, my son's going to come and uh, do a testimony of how the Lord has been in his life. He's in all of our lives, isn't he? Hello, everybody. 
Yes, yeah, so my testimony is at the beginning of this pandemic um, at my law firm, I, I, remember, I remember distinctly when we were online, uh, I, I had, I had um, quoted the verse uh, to everyone uh, when everybody was still at home and we weren't able to meet on the lawn that 10,000 uh, shall fall at your, oh no, 1,000 shall fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Well, very soon after I had quoted that scripture to you all online, um, so even though at my work they were saying, oh, no, everything's fine. So we're going to be fine financially, no, no problems. Like just like at the, at the um, drop of the hat, they just cut my salary 11% at work. And so I was kind of like, what is going on? Like this isn't right. I mean, I was believing I had just quoted that scripture to you all. And in my heart, I was like saying, God, that doesn't seem right. That's not, that's contrary to your word. Your word says a thousand may fall at, you know, at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. This is not, this came near me. This affected me. This had an impact. And, you know, by extension, it has an impact on our church. It has an impact on, you know, my family. It has an impact on a lot of different things, a lot of different areas in terms of, uh, you know, where I've been giving and where I've been, you know, believing, where we've been believing for financially. And so I was just like, you know what, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I know this is not, this is not what is in line with your, your word. So I just kept, you know, believing and saying, okay, God, well, thankfully I'm, you know, I'm doing fine. Like, you know, I don't, it's not like I have to move out of my house or anything. So I was just thankful to God for what he had given me. Uh, but then as the summer rolled around, I had heard, Sometime in September, there was some rumblings. We had an attorney meeting, and, and the managing partner was like, okay, well, we're going to – I think you're going to get some good news. It seems like we may, you know, just keep doing your billing, release all your time, but it sounds like, you know, pretty soon we may be able to reinstate your pay. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. But I was still thinking to myself, okay, yeah, but I still lost all that pay from, like, June to September. Um, and then uh, what ended up happening was not only like several weeks later, not only did they reinstate our pay, but they gave us full back pay for all those months that they had taken our pay away. Um, so it, it, so by standing on the word of God and saying, you know, that it wouldn't come near me, it wouldn't come near our church family, um, you know, it, it was true. God actually did come through and fulfill his promise. So I just say that to encourage you, if you're struggling financially, just know that God is going to protect you and provide for you, and it's not going to come near you, even during this time during the pandemic. All right, and I think Cecilia is going to be up next. Ready? Can you hear me? Talk loud. Can you hear me okay? Okay, that was it. I think I taken off the... Hi, everybody. I'm here to talk to you about um, my husband and uh, what the Lord has done for us this year. I was just thinking that, Pastor Chuck, it's been a year now that I've been in this, uh, at this church. I've actually came, I remember coming right before Thanksgiving. So um, as most of you know, I'm, I'm rather new to this church, but it's going to be a year now. Um, and so that was exciting to think that I've been here a year. I know, I love it. I love it. Like Mindy, I had never been part of a church family, and I, I feel like I belong here, you know, before at the other churches. It was like I was there, but I didn't really feel like I belonged. But um, when I found the Lord, I, I really searched hard and, and long, and I came here, and I've been blessed. And um, my story of gratitude and, um, and miracle in my life is that I prayed for my husband 
to be saved. And um, a couple of months ago, he came to me and he said, I have something to tell you. And I, it, God's telling me to tell you something. And so I, I said, okay. So we took time because the kids couldn't be, you know, in the same room. And I thought, okay. He was very serious about it. And um, we went over to a different room. And uh, basically he repented of some things that he felt like he needed to repent of. And he said, God put this on my heart. It has to be God, he said, because was, it was heavy. You know, and he put it on my heart to tell you and repent. And I said, well, now that you repent, and I, you know, I forgave him. And um, he was crying, and he never cries. My husband never cries. Um, and I said, you know what? Now that you repented, I said, are you ready to accept the Lord? Let's do it right now. And he said, okay. So um, I led him through the, the Lord's prayer, the, the prayer of repentance and to accept Jesus in his life. And he did. And um, I know you're probably wondering, I know, it was awesome. And I, I know you're probably wondering, well, why doesn't he come to church? And, um, you know, I've, had, I've been telling him all the time, and I continue to, to um, tell him that, you know, you need to do this and that. But I know he's work, God's still working on his heart. And Pastor Chuck assured me that sometimes it takes time. It's a, it's a huge change because we grew up Catholic, and he's Italian, and that's a big part of his culture, you know. And so it's kind of hard. Yeah, he's Italian, just like Pastor Chuck. And uh, I think it's hard, but I think he's coming around. And like Bindi was saying, this time of quarantine has been a, a blessing for us too because now I started Bible study with my kids, and sometimes he'll join us, which is a huge thing. And now my kids are starting to preach to him. <laughs> They're saying, well, Dad, you know, you can't do that because, you know, the Bible says, and the Bible says. Um, and then one more thing. I just want to say as well is that uh, I've been praying that God deliver him from the spirit of, of anger. Um, and, you know, they say Italians are passionate, <laughs> but I think it also allows for, like, um, it gives them license to, like, you know, um, submit to that spirit of anger. And uh, he's had an anger thing his whole life. In fact, I think it was generational because his dad is like that too. Um, and so that's something that has troubled our marriage from the get-go. but. This last, um, I think it was like two months ago, I think I told you, Pastor Chuck, um, we, I had prayer. I think Pastor Chuck also prayed uh, for my husband, and I had another group also pray for him, and, and then there was a release, you know, and I went over to him. I said, you've been delivered, and he says, okay, but ever since that day, totally different type of person when it comes to getting angry. Now he doesn't get as upset, you know. And um, he's much better, and it's really helped our marriage because he, um, I have more, I can be more affectionate towards him because he's not upset like all the time and stuff. <laughs> so I, I'm, we're really blessed. The Lord has has uh, been abundant to us this year, absolutely abundant to us. So thank the Lord, praise God. One nice thing about a mic stand is you can put your mask on it. Really a neat thing. What a wonderful testimony. Wow. I, I, I'm really moved by that. I think that's wonderful. Let's, let's, let's go uh, to the Lord on this song.
give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks with a grateful Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ. strong let the poor say I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us give thanks the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ our Son. Oh, and now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Give thanks. Oh, give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good and His mercy endures forever. Amen. Do you love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, all your might, not holding back anything? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get a real rounding. Amen. Okay, I hear that out there. Praise the Lord. 
God is good, and he's good to all of us. Praise God. Well, we're going to talk today a message about how to be thankful, how to give thanks to the Lord. And I think it's really going to be a revelation to you. I think you'll be excited. It'll be life-changing, and it'll, it'll be a difference in your life, in, re, in your relationship to the Lord. Praise God. So let's bow our heads and pray to hear the word of the Lord. Father, I just thank you that as we come before you today, we're anxious to hear what you have to say to us, to bring us closer to you and to really show thanks for all that you have done for us. And so for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, and all agreed said, amen. You have to excuse me, I'm a little excited, okay? This is church on the lawn. We're so happy to have you here. And those that are watching us on Facebook and YouTube, I'm happy to be able to talk to you and the people in the cars. Praise God. Don't forget those cars. Okay, so we're going to look at this question in Psalms 116, verse 12. Here is a good question that needs a good answer. Are you ready for it? It says, what shall I render to the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? In other words, how can I thank the Lord? What can I do? What can I give to the Lord for all, that he's, all the benefits that he's given me? Well, the biggest benefit, of course, is that we're going to go to heaven. Isn't that good news? Live with him for eternity. Enjoy the peace and joy that comes from knowing him, the anointing, the power, the love, the grace, all for us. Praise God. We're going to love each other up there. No more grudges. No more looking at people funny. No, you know, no more judging people. Just complete, total love. I'm looking forward to that. But there's some benefits here on earth before we get there. Now, how many of you know you like benefits? Amen. When you take a job, you ask them, well, what are the benefits? Do I get uh, a sick pay, a vacation pay? How about 401k? You know, you want to know what are the benefits? And, and so we have to be grateful for all the benefits. And we're going to look at the benefits here in a minute. But one of the things that we're grateful for is that God is saving you, protecting you, healing you providing for you, living with you, encouraging you, and preparing a place for you in heaven. Isn't that good news? And we have to be grateful. I, I heard this story by a minister, and I, I think you can relate to, us, relate to this. His son had a birthday. It was, he was 11 years old. His birthday was on Sunday, so Saturday they had the birthday party. And he said, I'm going to go all out this year because I missed him last year. So I took him to a skydiving adventure indoors. I never heard of that before, but they say they have them, and they have a bunch of other games that they play. So he took 15 of his friends, all 11 years old. They got a bus. They went to the place. They had time, you know, from 2 o'clock to 5.30, doing everything, every game, had pizza, had Coke, had uh, cake. And then he took them home, and he gave them a super gift. I think it was an iPhone 12. I mean, it was a super-duper gizmo for him. And so the next morning, the minister woke up, said, son, we got to get ready for church. Can you take the clothes out of the dryer, put them on the bed, and take out the trash, and let's get ready for church. And the guy was playing, the son was playing with his gizmo, and the father went upstairs. A little bit later, he came down, and the son was still playing with the gizmo, the iPhone 12, at the kitchen table. He said, son, I told you, can you take the clothes out of the dryer, put them on the bed, and empty the trash? We got to go to church. He didn't say anything. He went back upstairs. Comes back again. 
the boy hadn't moved. And he said, son, didn't I tell you? Take the, uh, the, the clothes out of the dryer. Put them on the bed. Take out the trash. He looked at his dad and said, I don't want to. Oh, my Lord. You know, in our day, we would never say that to our parents. They'd slap us into the next week. I mean, you did not say that. And the minister had to collect himself and think, what? How am I going to get to this kid? So he said, son, didn't I take you yesterday with all your friends to the skydive indoor park place? And didn't we have pizza? Didn't we have Coke and cake and everything? Then I bought you that gizmo that you're playing with right now, and now you don't obey me? He said, son, I think you're being ungrateful. And the son looked at him, and he said, dad, I'm not ungrateful. I told you, thank you, yesterday. Whoa. He had, now he had to teach him a little bit more. Said, <laughs> he said, son, there's a difference between saying you're thankful and living a thankful life and being gracious for what I have done for you. It's not a one-time thank you. It's not what you say. It's what you do and how you act. Let's bring that to us. When God does something great for us, we don't just say thank you and go on and live our lives the way we're, we want to. We still have to obey the Lord, keep our minds clear, our bodies clear, clean, and, and to love one another, not gossip, not, not, not look at others uh, in a bad way. We have to consider all of his benefits. Not, we have to control our anger, like Cecilia was saying. We have to do the things that God wants us to do. The Bible says, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what? Keep my commandments. This is a word for us today, and we're going to find this out. So number one way to, uh, number one benefit that God gives us besides salvation, he answers our prayers, it says in verse 1. I love the Lord because he heard my prayers. Hallelujah. So we find out that he answers prayers. The first time I read this, when I first got saved, the psalmist says, I love you because you answer my prayers. How selfish is that? I only love you because you answer my prayers. But God says, I want you to love me when I answer your prayers. It's not, it's not too difficult for God to give to you and to bless you and to hear your prayers and answer your prayers. It's not hard for him to do that. And he wants you to love him for it. Amen? So we have to know that's how we love the Lord. We obey him and we uh, take our prayers to him. And you know, my wife and I, we've been married 37 seven years, and we've learned. We love each other because we do what the other person says they want to have done. It's a secret. If you want to have a happy marriage, just do what the other person wants to do all the time. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> There's no arguments. Right? Don't fight it. So number one benefit, that his ear is always open to our cry. Day or night, whenever we call upon him, he is there. Praise God. This is a benefit. Now, in verse 7, he not only hears our prayers, but he says he's bountiful towards us. Ha! Glory to God. You know, God doesn't just, you know, give you a small blessing. He doesn't just, he's not a skimpy God that just gives you enough to get by. He, he's not a, he doesn't get a C minus on his blessings. He gives you what? Abundantly, exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. That's the kind of God we're talking about. So number one benefit is what? 
He hears our prayer. Number two benefit, it's right there in verse five. It says, gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. So he's patient with us. He's merciful to us. Now, some of you may not need mercy. I need a lot of mercy. I, I mess up a lot of times. I live in and out of trouble all the time. <laughs> I call upon him, and he's merciful to me. And it says here that he's patient with us because he says that he's, uh, he, pre he preserves the simple. And that modern translation of the word simple means stupid. We do some stupid things. Sometimes we look at ourselves, and we don't even know why we did that. We can look back and say, how, how how crazy was I? But he preserves the stupid. Praise God. Amen. You can look back and see all the crazy things that you have done. But despite your stupidity, he was sovereign. He was working in your life and keeping you safe. The, the third, the third uh, benefit is his protection. In Psalms 116, verse 8, it says, For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Mine eyes from tears and my feet from falling. Have you ever been in a situation that you, you, you needed the Lord to help you to get you out of this situation? Amen? You, you would have died had it not been for the Lord that helped you out of certain situations. We would have been lost, but God in his mercy, in his protection has been there for us. There are situations that he steered you clear from. He's protected you from accidents. I, I was talking to a Marine the other day. And he said he was in Afghanistan, and he made that prayer, Lord, if you get me out of this, if you keep me safe, and you bring me back home, I'll serve you all the days of my life. And he did. God was good to his promise, and he was good to God. Amen? So we give thanks to the Lord for three benefits. He hears our prayer. He goes above our petition. He accepts us with patience, gives us mercy, even though we do stupid things, and he's always protecting us. Isn't that good? God is good. So the psalmist asks, what shall I render to the Lord for all the benefits that he's given to me? That's a question that we have to answer too. What shall I do, Lord? How can I give you thanks? Now it's interesting. You ready for this? You ready? Are you ready? Don't you want to know what you're supposed to do? Biblically, biblically, it says here in verse 13, I will take the cup of salvation. Well, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? He says, what can I give you? He said, I want you to take, take the cup of salvation. That's how good God is. He said, I just want you to receive my salvation. I just want you to take the cup of goodness, take the cup of forgiveness, take the cup of uh, fellowship with me. Take it, receive it, make it part of your life. Praise God. Now, in those days when it was written, when somebody offered you something, you were supposed to receive it, right? If, you, if someone prepared a meal for you, you would want them to eat it. I mean, they would want you to eat it. I know when my mom would cook a meal for my family or for my friends in our family, I would tell them, you know, my mom cooks big. I mean, she cooks like for an army. So just eat all that you can. You won't offend her. It'll make her happy. And if you can, ask for seconds. That'll really make her happy. 
So my friend said, no problem. They came, they ate, they asked for seconds. My mom said, oh, he's a good boy. <laughs> That's Italian. I want to tell you. <laughs> so when God has offered us a sacrifice, the sacrifice of salvation that he gave through Jesus Christ, he wants us to take it. He wants us to receive it. Praise God. So in the Old Testament, I mean in the New Testament, salvation, taking salvation, it has a little more aggressive tone to it. It means to receive it by grabbing hold of it, to reaching out, possessing it, making it yours. Amen? So I have, to, to illustrate that, I had in my heart to give someone a $20 bill. I said, well, you know, that would be a good thing just to go ahead. And so I got it in a hermetically sealed uh, envelope right here. So I, I'm, I'm offering it to whosoever will. That I'll just leave it right here. And, and the Bible says to come and take, receive, grab, take possession of. Make it yours. Amen. So this is so I'm so the Lord is offering this to. Oh, excuse me, sir. You're just going to take it, grab it. You offered it. I'm taking it. You're taking. Amen. Give him a hand. He got the message. Praise God. <laughs> so he 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 knows he knows the principle. Amen. He'd been here nine, nine years. He should know it, right? <laughs> but do you know it? When you see a, a promise in the Bible, do you grab hold of it? Do you take control of it? Do you make it yours, consider it yours, and receive it and grab it? Amen. When he offers us healing, do we grab it? When he offers us financial uh, protection and provision, do you grab hold of it? Amen. Praise God. So that was a, a demonstration. And you might say, well, Pastor Chuck, I already took the cup of salvation. I already received Jesus in my life. Amen? But I, don't th I think you have to go a little further because if you look at the translation in the NIV, it says that you will lift up the cup of salvation. What does that mean? That means in those days, when you lifted something up, you presented it so that everyone could see it. Everyone can see the goodness of the Lord that's been bestowed upon you. Everyone can see your joy and your love and your peace and your, uh, you know, wanting to fellowship. They can see the goodness of the Lord upon you. Amen? And you want to give it to others. You want to give it to people around you. You know, I, I, I met a, a minister over the weekend, Pastor Charlie. Now, this guy's amazing. He's 78 years old. You can relate to that, right? And, and he's still outside every week witnessing to people and praying for their healing in San Diego area every week. And I said, well, what possessed you to do that? He said, well, I was sick. The Lord came to me. He healed me. And he spoke to me. And he said, now, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? He said, well, I, I think I'll witness to people. I'll bring them, you know, to the Lord. And I think I can save about a 1,000 people. And the Lord said, why are you setting your sights so low? He said, what do you mean? He said, can you get a million people? He said, okay, I'll, I'll venture out. He's been doing it for 29 years. And I asked him, have you reached the million? He goes, oh, yeah, I've gone past the million. 
I'm not counting anymore. Amen? You know, what he, and this is what the Lord spoke to him. If you bring people into salvation, my Father will be happy with you. How many of you want the Lord to be happy with you? Amen? He, well, Jesus came. He said, I only do the will of my Father. I've come to seek those that were lost. What does God want you to do? Reach out and seek those that are lost. Lift up the cup of salvation. Lift up the forgiveness of your sins. Amen? Praise God. So we find out that God does all these things for us. And so he requires us to be uh, grateful. Now, if you're a Christian and nobody knows it, if, if it's your best kept secret, you're not being grateful. You're, you're not giving what God has given to you. So you have to uh, give to God. And, and, you know, when I look at people, Sister Laura, I don't look at if they're tall or short, if they're good looking, not so good looking. I look at, did they, are they saved or not? That's the only two criteria I look at people. Are you saved? Are you going to heaven or not? And I, I just zero in on that. I want to gather as many people as I can to talk to them about the Lord so they don't have to spend eternity wishing that somebody would have come to them. Praise God. And as I've said many times, the phrase I use is, if you died today, would you go to heaven? Most people say, well, I hope so. I don't know. Uh, no one can tell. I said, you can tell. I can tell you how. It's right here in the Bible. Let me show it to you. Terry McFadden showed me that over 30 years ago. I've been doing it ever since. And it's a, 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 a proof, safe proof way of getting the gospel out to someone. Because every, I, I thought people would say, well, you know what? Don't bother me with that. That's kind of personal. But they all answer. Everybody wants to go to heaven except maybe if you're atheist and you don't believe he's up there, but most people want to go to heaven. Praise God. So um, the first thing we do is we lift up, we receive the cup of salvation. We lift it up. The second thing we do to be thankful to the Lord is call upon the name of the Lord. Now this is interesting to me because in verse 1 he says, I love you because you heard my prayers and I will call upon you. And so God wants us to call upon him. It's not, nothing's too difficult for him. He wants us to have confidence to come to him and ask him for help. Sometimes people hold on to their problems and don't tell anybody and nobody can help them. God said, I can help you. Come to me, call upon me, and I will answer. And so the confidence that we have is that God says, I want you to call upon me. And after you call upon me, I want you to continue to call upon me. And after you call upon me again, I want you to call upon me another time. And I'm there at the door calling on him all the time. And he never says, get away, get away. Get away. He's, come, come. I, what, what do you want? It's a relationship that you develop with him. Call upon him. Call upon the name of the Lord. What's his name? Well, he's the healer. He's the provider. He's the prince of peace. He's everything that you want. He said, I'll call upon you. Now, I heard this story too. Maybe you can relate to this. You know, we have a, a rule here that if somebody's going to do some work, we have three estimates to make sure we're getting the right price and the right quality. And so we'll have three people, three contractors make a bid. And we'll look at them all and see which one is best for us. Well, we've taken that, you know, to our house as well. Whenever we have something that we have to have done, we get three 
three estimates. So this one minister said he adopted that as well. And so he had this one guy that was working on his house for many years, like five or six years. And so he needed some painting to be done. And he called his contractor friend and said, I need some painting to be done, but I want to have you make a bid and then I will match it with other contractors to see if I'm getting the right price and the right quality. And you know what the contractor said? He said, Reverend, <coughs> I, I've been working here for over five to six years. I've never, you know, shortchanged you. I've always given you good quality and a good price. What do you need to look around for? <laughs> Amen. God said, I've been working with you all of your life. <laughs> <laughs> You've been calling upon me. What do you need to look around for? You don't need to go to no tarot card. You don't need to go any, you know, uh, psycho reading or anything. You don't need to call Sister S Sally or, you know, Betty Boop or any. Just call upon me. Amen. <laughs> and I will answer. Glory to God. I didn't I date myself on that one. <laughs> so. You want, no, I, I can relate to this because at our other church, you know, we'd have bake sales and we'd have, you know, things where we're offering food. And uh, we'd always ask this one person to bake a cake. And my, we were having our, our staff meeting and my wife said, well, we don't want to keep asking her to bake a cake. And the pastor said, you're not bothering her. She, that's her ministry. She loves to bake cakes. You can ask her over and over again. And she'll be happy. And sure enough, we asked her, could you bake a cake for us? Oh, I would be happy to. Thank you for calling upon me. Amen? God is the same way. He's got his door open. He said, come, enter in. Praise God. So the third, the third thing that God wants to do to give us thanks for all the great things that he has done. You ready for this? Um. It is to, oh, pay your vows unto the Lord. Amen? Pay your vows. What does that mean? You know when you're in trouble and you need God to work in your life and you call upon him and you ask him for help? Praise God. And what do you say? Lord, if you get me out of this one. Youth, when I was a youth, what did we used to say? If you missed your homework assignment, if you forgot to study for a test, if you skip class, what do you need? Mercy. Lord, if you get me out of this one, I'll serve you all the days of my life. And so when he does that for you, pay your vow. What, are you, what did you promise? That you were going to serve him? That you were going to help somebody? That you were going to love somebody that needed love? I, I know the reason why I extend myself so much to you all is because I've been in so much trouble all my life. Every time I got in trouble, I made a vow. Lord, I'm going to reach out more to your people. I'm going to uh, avail myself and extend myself to them. To the point now, I'm at a place where I'm so far in the water, I can't even see the shore. I am all the way up to my neck in serving and giving myself to the Lord. Praise God, I can't go swimming back. I've already committed myself. So when you make that promise to the Lord, the Bible says you're supposed to pay the vow. Funny story. Think about this. This guy's at a restaurant, and he's eating, and a chicken bone gets stuck in his throat. And so he's coughing and choking, and he's turning red, and he's asking for help, 
and it looks like he's going to die. But a doctor was three uh, tables over, sees it, comes over and does what? The Heinlich maneuver, uh, and here comes the chicken bone. And the man said, well, sir, what do I owe you? And the, the doctor said, well, uh, think about it. Uh, what would you have paid me if you could talk and you had the chicken bone in your throat? <laughs> you would have paid him everything that you could possibly pay, right, for your life. So when God delivers you, think about how much you would give to him if you got out of that situation. And then make sure you pay your vows. Hallelujah. Does this ring true to you? Amen. Pastor Charlie, you're, you're moving to Arizona. I'm sure you got some vows out there. <laughs> Lord, if you get me through this, if you can pack this place up. Lord, if you can help me get all my stuff across the state. Lord, I'll serve you all the days of my life. I'll give to you, Lord, whatever you want. Amen. Praise God. I, we're all pretty much in that category, aren't we? Now, the last part. Do I give you enough information to, to, to give thanks to the Lord? It's not just, thank you, Lord. You're so sweet. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's like payback, you know. Render to God. Give to him the th things that he wants. So the final thing is, he says, when you pay your vows and give the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And why do they call it a sacrifice? Because a lot of times you don't feel like doing it. You don't feel like raising your hands and lifting up your voice and saying thank you lord for all the wonderful things you've done because sometimes your things are so wrong so bad you don't even you know praising god is not on your agenda it's not at the top of your list but god says i will get you through all this but pay me the sacrifice of thanksgiving it's a sacrifice amen it's telling your body and your mind and your flesh get up reach you know Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Amen? Did I give you enough information? So let's, let's recap here. There's three things that the Lord, three benefits, you know, apart from reaching heaven. He hears your prayer. He has mercy on you, and he's patient with you. He, uh, what's the third thing? He does it abundantly, and he protects you. He protects you, amen? There's a lot of times, you know, I wonder, uh, like the other day, I was pulling out of my driveway, and I, I had to fumble to get something, and then I went to back up, and there's this car going, you know, like 30 miles an hour right across my driveway, you know, across the, where I would have gone. If I would have just backed up, I wouldn't have seen him, and bam! He protects you in times that you don't even know that you need protection amen you know where you're at a stop sign and a stop light and it turns green and you start to go and something tells you wait don't go all of a sudden a car comes through the red light you would have crashed right how many times has that happened to other people amen but god is protecting you so what do you do with all his benefits one is you take the cup of salvation you take it you take it unto yourself, his goodness, his mercy, his relationship. You lift it up so that you can show others how good God is. Amen. You call upon his name. He wants you to call. Call upon me and I want. He put it in the Bible. Call. He, he didn't say there's a limit on this. His mercy is unlimited, eternal, never runs out. Amen. 
and pay your vows to the Lord. Offer the gift and the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Let this word penetrate into your hearts. Lord, I just thank you that we, we, want, we don't want to be ungrateful. We don't want to be a people that just says thank you and doesn't live for you. We are so thankful that you've carried us through all the days of our life, that you will continue to do that. So we thank you that we have a relationship with you, that we can call upon you, we c- and you'll answer, that we can pray to you, and you'll be there for us. So, Father, cause your goodness to come upon us right now so that we can experience your glory, your presence, and your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And all agreed said, amen, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Are you glad you came out today? Amen. So if you are listening at home, and you haven't accepted the Lord, you're not in the family of God, you don't know Him or His goodness, you can accept the Lord even right now. And you can be one of those that God has been asking for, looking for, reaching out, and calling for. So let's, let's uh, say this confession of faith. Father God, I thank You for Your Son, Jesus. He loves me. I'm precious in His sight. I come to You, Lord, now for the forgiveness of sins, to be washed clean, and to come into your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Those of you that might have fallen away, let's pray this prayer. Father God, receive me back again into your family. Let me have the closeness that I had before. I give you my heart. I thank you for receiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you answered or prayed any of those prayers, there's a number on the screen, phone number. You can call us. We'll encourage you. We'll help you. We'll, deliver, we'll show you the way that God can be a God to you. The Bible says that God be God and we be the people. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Brother Ron.
Rain. 